Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We honor your name, Lord. We exalt that mighty and holy name of Jesus, the name by which we have been saved, the name by which we have been called, the name by which we have been delivered. Father, I thank you for that soul that is in our midst today that longs to have an encounter with you, Lord. Pray, King of glory, reveal yourself to him. Jehovah, that it may be well in their soul. Life may take a new turn in their lives, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for that person who has come expecting for you to deal with those situations in their lives. Only you can do it, Lord. It doesn't matter how much we stand close to them. Only Jesus can intervene. So we invite you, Holy Ghost, to come and take charge now. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and minister to the needs of this church. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and speak to people. We invite you to come and minister to the needs of each and every individual in our ministry, God. People have come with diverse expectations. Holy Spirit, walk into their lives today. Speak to them the word of life. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. God bless you so much. Have your seats. <clears throat> Just before I start, I noted when Pastor said on Saturday, the sisters will be meeting at 4 p.m. and he post. Some of them imagined their overnight will be from 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. So we thank God that he, he quickly moved in and confirmed that it will be a two-hour program. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We love you, sisters. You're wonderful people. And we know God is doing something good in your lives. Because of that, we are also happy. Of course, I have a sister also in my, my wife, not a sister. <laughs> I have my wife who is in that ministry, so I, 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 I reap a lot of benefits from your ministry also. Praise the Lord. This afternoon, I would like us just to share on a subject that we are familiar with. But it's good for us to remind ourselves again and again. Because some of these things, they fizzle out in our lives and sometimes we take things for granted. I want us to turn to the book of Genesis chapter 5. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 5 verse 24. This is a new living translation. So it reads this way. Walking in close fellowship with God. Maybe let me start from verse 23. Enoch lived 365 years. 365 years, not days. Walking in close fellowship with God. Walking in close fellowship with God, then one day he disappeared because God took him. Says, and Enoch was no more. Enoch was not found. Now I'm not going to emphasize on the issue of disappearance. I want us to focus on the issue of walking with the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, these are 365 years. Some of us who have been saved for a few decades are saying, now I'm retiring. You don't retire from salvation. Praise the Lord. Don't retire from the service of God. You just continue serving him at a new level. But this man, the Bible records for 365 years that he lived, it appears he was walking in close fellowship with God. That means on his grave. 
Sorry we are talking about these things today, but it's not that it's going to happen. On his grave, what do you call it? Epitaph or something like that. On his grave, he lived from this year to this year. The total was 365 days. Here lies a man who was born on this date, this date, and he walked with God. We are on a journey in this world, and all of us are going to transit to the other world. Many people today, what bothers them is the legacy they are going to leave behind. Some people are battling in their lives so that people will come to give very good eulogies at their funeral and say he was a kind man. So they end up extending themselves even beyond their ability to demonstrate that they are kind. There are others who are stretching themselves far beyond their natural ability to smile every time. They have never been to uh, these colleges that train the air hostess, but they are trying their best. Because they want, when, people, when they are lying there, somebody should say, this man had no problem with anybody. Always was smiling. He was happy with everybody. I'm not saying that we work towards that. But my challenge is regarding this man, this servant of God. That anybody who reads about him now knows that the major thing, the main thing in his life was walking right with God. What do you want people to say about you when you have left Oman? Let me not talk about death. When you have left Oman. What do you want the testimony of your life with the people you have interacted through your life to say about you, your Christianity? Will it stand after you have left, that people will testify and say, this was a man who feared and walked with God. Or you'll just be another noise, electronic noise that passed in their lives and where. So as we reflect over this, I would like us to understand it is important for us to know why we were created. If you look at Genesis 3, 8. The Bible says, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord walking about in the garden, so they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? The question begs, why was God coming to visit Adam? Was it the first time? Because if they were hiding because it was the first time, the Bible would have been very clear. They had never met him before, so they were hiding. But I want to stretch it further, our thoughts on this, and say, it was the habit of God to come and fellowship with Adam. They consistently walked together until this very day, something went wrong somewhere. So for Adam's life, since he was created up to this moment, he walked with God, but something went wrong somewhere, and that meant he was now running away from God. As we proceed, I would like us to have two clear things that should continue ringing in your mind throughout this afternoon, for you to walk with somebody with my little understanding of that, I don't know whether it is a conjunction or whatever, that word, with. It means there's the proximity. It implies the proximity of the two people. They are very close, in close proximity. So one, you must be walking on the same road. And you must also be very close. 
And if you are very close, you are always aware of the activities of the next, the other person you are working with. And one, I want to ask, as you walk through life, brother and sister, do you feel the awesome presence of God around you? Do you have the reverence for God around you as you walk in the full understanding that you are walking with him? If the answer is in the negative, we need to revisit our lives again and ask ourselves, am I really walking with him or am I far away from him? Another point, when you are working with somebody in close proximity, you get to know that person better and better the longer you stay together. That's why I don't want to embarrass people, but if I told people to stand next to their wives, you will think they are brothers and sisters, especially those who have married for five and above years. Even their faces start looking like they are the same brother and sister. You wonder, did this, what happened to these people? Because they have been living together. Something is fusing them together. That's the, the nature of God, to bring us closer and closer in any relationship. And especially a relationship between him and us. His desire is that we may become one with him. So that he may be in us and we may be in him. We become indistinguishable. That explains why the Christians were now, who are referred to earlier as believers, they graduated to Christians. Because people had been observing these people in the early church. And they began to see the image of Christ being formed in them as they continued. Because they were in constant fellowship with the Father, walking with him, and listening to his voice. I know of two sisters while in college, when we came there, they talked very differently. But because in the fellowship they were always together, even their gestures started being very, very similar. If one was talking from the other side, you'd imagine it's the other one. But because of that close proximity, Praise the Lord. We need to understand that we have been brought into a fellowship with our Father. And his desire is that we walk with him. We walk with him. And walking with him has a deeper meaning that the fellowship that we have with our Father must grow from by day, closely and fusing us with him evermore. I am in the Father and is in me. That will become our language. I and the Father are one. That will become our language. Because now we are becoming the, the, those that store the Godhead in ourselves. He comes to abide in us. Praise the living God. I want you to appreciate the fact that our Father has put everything in place so that you and I can slip into his body and he can slip into our body, our spiritual body, so that when people look at us, they can see him. If only we begin to purpose in our lives that we want this relationship to grow to a stronger relationship. I don't know what you have in mind yourself, but I think as the days draw near, and as we observe the things that are happening in the world, the Bible said when he comes, we shall be like him. To what extent is Kenneth preparing himself to be like the Lord when he appears? To what extent are you preparing yourself to be like the Lord when that day comes? I've always talked about people wedding. And this, the culture here is, actually, it, it makes you understand what value people attach to weddings. 
I told you one day when my wife went to see a colleague at the place of work, and when she came back, she said, I didn't know Jamila until I saw her being moved around. Why? Because people have devised things like Jotun. You know what Jotun is? Ah, it's all over town. Paint. Praise the Lord. Okay, let me use the word Robielak, crown. Is that familiar? Praise the Lord. This, this culture, a lady takes a long time to be prepared for wedding. There are layers and layers. Layers are put, layers are removed. Layers are put, layers are removed. Sandpaper number three, number two, number two, and zero are used until the face looks like that of a pumpkin that has been polished highly. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The very purpose of doing that is just preparing this person for the husband. They begin to take a complete different shape. Because of that day, preparing themselves for their husband. We have, we are the bride of Christ. Praise the Lord. As we prepare ourselves for him, let us lie there and let every scraping be done in our lives. Let the Holy Ghost come and scrape everything. If there is a pimple and it's being chopped off by a chisel, you feel pain, say hallelujah. It is for the glory of God. I'm talking about those things like pumpkins. Those are the small things that must be chopped off our lives and be prepared for his second coming. Until we take his image, our spirit takes the image of God. Then we are in a place where we begin to shine and radiate the glory of God as we walk. That will mean that as we move around, people will begin to recognize there is a difference between this person and the others. I want us to talk about a few characteristics of men who walk with God. A few characteristics. And as there are many, but I'll just list a few. And as we speak about this, please begin to reflect over your life. And let us begin to engage God to deal with certain things that have not been done with in our lives in preparation for his second coming. Praise the Lord. Because that is where we should be aiming at. When he comes, I may be like him. One, men who walk with God recognize his voice. John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. We begin to recognize the voice of God because of our familiarity with him. Not over familiarity, but familiarity with God. The closer we walk with him, the closer we tie ourselves to him, we begin to understand him. And when he speaks to us, we will be able to recognize this is the voice of our father speaking to us. Before Samuel was familiar with God, the voice of God he had, but he confused it for Eli, and woke up and went to inquire. A second time again, and the third time he was told, when he calls, when he calls, say, here I am. For every saint who has said, here I am, that means you are walking with God. You will never go again to inquire who has called you. You will know Definitely it is God speaking to you. Praise the Lord. And God will speak to you in diverse ways, but there will be no confusion about what God is instructing you in your life. You will always be familiar because you've been working with him. He's been speaking to you. You've allowed him to interact with you. So you're familiar with that voice. The first time you interact with a group like this and you talk to several people, you may not 
attach those voices to specific faces and specific names. But if we stay with you for three months, even if I'm behind that door and I speak, Brother Kenneth, I heard Brother Kenneth talk from somewhere. Because now you've tied my voice to me. You can identify me by my voice. It's my prayer today that God may reveal himself to us in a deeper way so that we may know him and walk with him in a, a, a way that we will be familiar and be so confident that it's our father talking to us. Why is it necessary for us to recognize the voice of God as we walk with him? A, this voice will always lead us in the path of righteousness. You will hear a small voice tell you, this is the path, walk deep in, in it. Praise the Lord. Well, walk in this path because he's directing your steps that you may not set your foot on a stone. He's causing you to walk in the path of righteousness that your life may not be in danger, that your life may be pleasing to God. Salvation is not waking up and planning how to please God. It's a spontaneous life that comes from within us. You don't have to look around and say, now I need to behave like a Christian. It should be your nature. People should look at you and say, this is a different life. This is a life of a Christian. Because it's something that is moving spontaneously. If by any chance you are somewhere and in your life you are always trying to see whether Christians are around for you to adjust your behavior, that's a caution in your life. You're not working with him. You're not familiar with him. Praise the Lord. You need to begin to do something in your life. Live your life without planning what to do because God is already in it. It is the life I now live is Christ who is living in me. Praise the Lord. That should be our talk. B, you will be able to distinguish the devil's lies from God's truth. The Bible says, occasionally the devil comes as the angel of light. So he will send a message that looks a bit similar like that of God. But if you are familiar with your father, you'll be able to discern and say no. There's something odd in the message I'm getting. Praise the Lord. Somebody said you cannot fake a $3 bill because it doesn't exist. Any money. Of course, I'm not embarrassed because I know this is worldwide. My Indian brothers know that. Nigerian brothers know that. Even in Kenya, we also have fake money. So I'm, that's why I'm speaking confidently because I know all of us share the same problem. They will always fake something that exists. And Pastor was telling us some time back here, if I remember, that the people who are taught how to, uh, to, to distinguish fake notes and genuine ones, they are always just given the genuine ones to fill them, fill them as many times as possible. So that should they feel something different, that one is just discarded. Praise the Lord. They become familiar with the notes. They touch them every day. They interact with them every day until there's no doubt in their mind. Whenever they touch anything that is not, does not feel like what the genuine one, they can throw it with their eyes closed and they will be 100% right. Walk with God. Be familiar with his ways. Understand his ways. You will never go wrong. Praise the Lord. Walk with him. Interact with him. Make friends with him. And you will never make the wrong thing. We'll always, number C, 
you'll always walk in the right path. John 14, 6. Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, take note of that. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. I am the way, the truth, and... So this Jesus, as you familiarize with him and walk with him, he is the way. He is the way. He is the truth. So the truth will lead you in the way. And the way will lead you into the life. Praise the Lord. One thing I like about this way is that as you walk along it, there are some times that you become thirsty because you have been walking around. I usually, I usually sympathize with many people here. You know, I, when I was growing up, I was walking long distance, about three kilometers to primary and back at home. And sometimes I would run back for lunch, occasionally. So sometimes when people tell me they are going for hunger walk to contribute money, but I walked a long time ago. I finished that chapter of walking with hunger. Why do you want me to take me back to the same hunger again? So I see people walking here around the park. They have got a bottle. And as they walk around, after some time, they sip some of that water to replenish themselves. So I understand, even in this path, that we are walking with the Lord and creating familiarity with him. There comes a time that thirst starts to strike in. But one thing I thank God is that he says, I am the living water. Praise the Lord. So you don't have to look left or right. You just have to look at him and he will quench your thirst. But if you are walking far away from him, it will not be easy for you to quench your thirst because the water is far away. Praise the Lord. That's why it said at the very beginning the two points. If you are walking far behind him, again you will not stretch your hand to get the water in time. If you are walking far ahead of him, you will not be able to stretch your hand back and get the water. You must be in step with him. Praise the Lord. Walk with the Lord closely. Many of the mistakes I have made in my life, I have rushed. Because I'm, okay, I'm with the Lord, but I want to get that thing. And I move fast without waiting for him to tell me whether to move that at that speed or whether to stop and wait. I just move. Sometimes I've found myself looking back and, back and pleading, Lord, Come a little bit. I want to whisper something to you. You know I left you and now I'm in trouble. The good thing I thank God is that he's understanding. But if I, I can only learn to be patient and walk with him, even when he tells me, no, let us, let us pull our steps. I should not be impatient to move. I will not land in the same problems that I've been landing in. If I walk too slowly, I'll be crushed with something back there. It's important to walk with him and to be in step with him. That's why the Bible says, let the spirit of God lead us. Because he understands the things, the deeper things of our spirit, the spiritual life. Praise the Lord. He's able to mention them to our father and tell them this one, this Kenneth, in two days, he will need you to lift him up. There's a hole there. Then he will lift you. Praise the Lord. Number two. They walk humbly before God. Another characteristic of these people. They walk humbly before God. 
Let's look at the book of Micah. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Micah is after Jonah. No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you. To do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Walk humbly with your, your God. So in this path as we walk with God, humility is a critical component. Praise the Lord. Be humble before God. Understand that is God. Although he has lowered himself to the level of a human being in order to minister to your needs, he is still God. Reverence before him. God is not interested in the offerings, the many offerings that we give. He appreciates them. But they cannot take the place of our relationship with him. When I was a young boy, men who never wanted to go to church, we would be running to the Sunday school and they would feel guilty that these children are so excited they are going to the church. So they will tell you, hey, young children, come here. Go and put this for my offering. Go and put this as my offering in the church. To massage their guilty conscience. Because God is telling them, I want to walk with you. Come, join these young children. But they will feel guilty. So they want to send money to tell God we are buying the relationship between you and It doesn't work. Then today, sometimes, some of us, we don't want to be genuine before God. You remember Jesus Christ was standing where they were giving offerings, and people were coming in, lumping in a lot of money. There was this poor lady who came in with very little. But he appreciated that. I'm not saying that now you go home, you look for the smallest amount of money because you want to be humble and bring it to the church. No. It is the attitude. It was the attitude these two groups had. The woman gave everything with the full knowledge. If I surrender everything to God and I walk with him, I am safe than holding something little and giving him a lot just as plan B. Ananias had plan B, but where did it end him? Where did he end up? The plan B. He went six feet under. Praise the Lord. Uh, the, the, the little money he kept from the Holy Spirit, he, said he thought the Holy Spirit was so keen about that money. No. He just wanted people to surrender to him and know that he's God. He can minister to their needs without those shekels around, without the real around. Let us not tie our lives to the real. It is good. It's not sinful. It is good. Your love for it is the one which is sinful. Praise the Lord. The real is good. That's why you are here. If it's not good, go home. But know that without the grace of God, that real is of no value to us. Have an understanding that God is taking care of us. Have that relationship that you walk with him every day of your life, every minute. No, thinking about God is not walking with God. Praise the Lord. You can think about him, but is there reverence? And the response that you give after you've understood that is God, what is your response? 
Is it that of a yielded spirit to him? Are you giving yourself to him and saying, oh God, thank you that you've given me this opportunity. I surrender myself to you again. That's where now we begin to walk and step with him. We need not to zero in on sacrifices. Um, if you read a few of those other verses before that, you notice that there was an issue of people doing so much. It implied people are doing so much, probably even service in the church. But deep within, they had not yielded to a proper relationship with God where they were totally surrendered to him. There were things that were not very right somewhere. Point number three of people who are working with God, characteristics of people who work with God, these are people who have distanced themselves from anything that appeareth sinful or evil. People who distance themselves from anything that looks sinful in their lives. Job chapter 1, verse 1. There was once a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. What does the Bible say? Stayed away from evil. Some versions say, eschewed sin. If you read further, you notice that this man extended his reverence for God and his detest for sin even to the children. That he would imagine probably my children, wherever they have gone, whatever they have done, may have angered God. And for that reason, he would go before the father and plead for forgiveness. That's how much he wanted to distance himself from sin. A man who walks with God. A man walking with God. He has chosen to move away from anything, any appearance of sin in his life. He doesn't want to be associated with it. But today, the modern life has made us look very strange. Because there's a mix and match. You know, everything is mixed up such that we are not able, because we have not been working with God, that fear of God in us is not able to restrain us from getting involved in some things. We get involved only to feel the Spirit of God kind of retreat in us. Then we realize, oh, we were in the wrong place. Praise the Lord. Be like Job. Run away from anything that appeareth sinful. Okay? Last Sunday, we were reading, can I point on Psalms? Psalms? Chapter 1. Okay? Yes. I was just about to point on Psalms. You, you know my teacher, so sometimes my hand is always... Okay. So if you see my finger point on you, just put on a holy face and read your Bible seriously like this. So that <laughs> Praise the Lord. What looking at a blessed man. Eh? That blessed man. That blessed man. He distances himself from the seat of scoffers. He doesn't want to be there. He wants to be with God, working with God. Not where things that do not align themselves with God are. How determined are you to stay far from sin? You. Now, instead of me pointing a finger at you, can you hold your finger and point at yourself? How determined are you to stay far from sin? And as you point at yourself, I'm sure... The Spirit of God is pointing out some things in your life and telling you this one you need to deal with in your life. You need to get rid of it. 
you are a very blessed man if you can feel, if you have that kind of feeling in your heart, know that God loves you so much. But if, if you can point at yourself and you feel I'm okay, it may be a bit of a problem. Number four, such a man is blessed and bears fruit in season and out of season. That takes us to the psalm that we were, uh, we were being taught last, last Sunday. All the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like the trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. They prosper in all they do. They are blessed. Praise the Lord. They are blessed. Now, the problem with Christendom today, when you talk of blessing, somebody quickly rushes to the bank account and, ah, only this, I'm blessed. That's not it. Praise the Lord. That is not it. People are spending thousands of years in the hospital. They have money, yes, but it's all going to the hospital. You have been alive without, a, you, even you don't know where now the recept, whether Badr Samas done some interior design again or not. You don't know, you have never been there. If you go there, is this Badr Samas? Because the last time you were there, maybe it's four years ago. Are you not blessed? Are you not blessed? Last week we had a meeting. The head office people came. They were complaining because, because people had complained about insurance. And uh, people were saying, our insurance, you transferred 20% to us. And all those things. And then I was, in my heart, I was saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because those cards, I don't usually use them so much. Even the one, in fact, I was about to tell them, you, you are complaining of giving a premium of 180 real per person. Give that money to me. I know how I'll look after my own health. I nearly told them, no, my suggestion is just give the money, the 180, if the insurance companies are refusing to take you on board because the cost is doubling, give me the 180, I think I know where I'll go for my treatment. But I realized they would say, ah, this man is just here for money only. So I also, I also sat like somebody who's just interested in offering services without money. Praise the Lord. We are blessed in diverse ways, but we, we fail to recognize the blessings that God has given to us because we have reduced the, the measure of blessings to very funny things. But God is indeed loving to all of us in this place. He has blessed us in many ways that we need to be grateful for. But I'm saying that it can be double if only we learned how to walk closer and closer with him, the blessings will be even more evident in other dimensions. I will stop on the point number five, not stop the, the sharing. Any in this, you know, I had said the, I was talking about characteristics. So I know when I say I'm going to stop on this number five, somebody's saying, okay, at this is time to go home. No, we are still here. Praise the Lord. The fifth point is obedience. Obedience. In Genesis 12, 1 onwards, Abraham, Abraham, a man who walked with God, obeyed. You know, it is very difficult. I've always said that. It's very difficult. If you, you told a man of that age, now we are relocating... All of you know this. Those who are blessed to have our parents now. How many days does your mother stay in this place without saying, I want to go back home to see my, my, my house? <laughs> you have used a lot of money to bring them. 
They are excited. They are coming to see their son or their daughter. The first day, they are happy. They look at the children. The second day, the third day, the fourth day. I think my things are getting spoiled at home. I spent 500 real to bring you from Nigeria to here, and you tell me after three days you want to go back home. That's their nature. Praise the Lord. So, at that age, and that is why Abraham had faith. An extraordinary faith. It's not that he was poor. No. There was no war. If it was like Syria, then you would say, okay, he's escaping. It wasn't. There was no war. He was wealthy. He had everything. I'm taking you to a land. Another land. Which land? This is land also, Lord. That's when you will know how people know how to philosophize things. You know, God, even this one, if we regain this land, it can also be productive. We can also drill water and use the aquifers underground and irrigate. People will argue, but this man just said, he moved. He moved and went. Because he wanted to walk with God. Praise the Lord. And in the end, the Bible says, he was made a father of nations. If you read that story, you know, there's something I picked in that story. The first time he was told he would be a father of nation, without S. I don't know, just go through it and, and read. And later on, the second time it was being confirmed, it was saying you'll be a father of nations. I look for those small things because they mean a lot to me. That God gets excited. He realizes, hey, this man is serious. He has made up his mind. He wants a relationship with me. Now, I will, you know, in Kenya, I like using our people. If you go to Kenya, people sell groundnuts. You know groundnuts? They like wrapping them in a cone-like shape, newspaper. And I don't know why they like newspapers. So. so the main package is big. But of course, most of it is just paper. Very few groundnuts inside. And they make so many of them, they can make five. Until they make a small one like this. So they start with a small one, which has got only, if you are lucky, there are two nuts. It usually has one. They tell you, this one is for free test. So the mistake you make is when you start testing, you have already bought. You can't tell them, ah, it's not good, just go away. You end up buying. Okay, so you test a bit and that's how they usually behave. So what I'm saying is this, let's come back. I'm saying, let us learn from these men of old. They made up their mind, they want a relationship with God. And it did not matter what was on the ground, what they had. They were ready to walk on this journey with God closely. And in the end, our father was faithful. There's not one who has lost his father, his farm, his what, who will not be, who will not be blessed in this life and in the life too. That's what Jesus said. Whatever you think you have lost now in this life, it's nothing to what he's ready to bless you with. He will do it more and more because you are obedient. Noah. Noah was found a righteous man out of obedience. When people were saying, let's, when he was telling people, let's build the ark, and people would look, it has never rained in Oman for the last 360 days. If it rains, it rains for three hours. Why should we build an ark? But he started by faith and build and build and build and it was complete. By the time he finished, God realized the man was serious and decided to fulfill his promise. Noah was saved. You shall also benefit from such kind of faithfulness to God. It doesn't matter the challenges that are going to come our way. You shall change. You shall benefit from them immensely. Praise the Lord. Quickly, 
Does working with God entail challenges? And I'm saying yes. It brings a lot of challenges in our lives that we need to be aware of. But God is faithful. Because he started the good work in you, he will always watch to bring it to accomplishment. Joseph, when he started dreaming, it was an excitement. But when he landed in Potiphar's house, he felt he had arrived. But then there was this challenge that was coming. The woman of the house was being used by the devil to try and lure him. In brief, that's Genesis 39. As we continue 7 onwards. Joseph is now cast into prison. Did God leave him there? No. God used that situation. He allowed Joseph to go through that difficulty because he had a purpose over Joseph's life and he was ready to fulfill that purpose. What situation are you going through now? I remember when the coordinator of the service was, he touched on some things in prayer and I was saying, God, I thank you. Because I may also be going through some challenges, but when he was speaking, I knew God was speaking to every one of us, sharing in those challenges, that God is ready to take us through out of them. Praise the Lord. What is impossible with God? There's nothing. For nothing is impossible with God. Number two, Daniel's friends. They were thrown in Daniel 3, 21, they were thrown into the furnace of fire. Now, God did not save them from the furnace of fire, but he allowed them to go into the furnace of fire. And then, did he leave them there alone? No. The Bible says in verse 24 that the king looked carefully and his inner eyes were open to see there was a fourth person in attendance attending that fellowship in the fire. Praise the Lord. The songs, the praise and worship that was going on in the fire, there was a fourth man who came there. That man did not allow a single hair on the head of those people to be burned. The fourth man, who is the son of God, did not allow a single thread on their dresses to be burned. That's the same way God is assuring you, walk with me. It doesn't matter where you are thrown. I'll be with you. I will save you from it. And it will be a testimony to those that wanted to hurt you. Praise the Lord. That is the nature of our God and our relationship with him. Daniel was also thrown in the den of lions. And miraculously, we see also that being a challenge. But God, being who he is, he shut the mouths of those lions. They were hungry, but they could not open their jaws until Daniel was out of the crisis. And those that were helping to throw him there, that's why you heard Pastor say here, whoever is engineering the confusion in your life, whoever is engineering that kind of disturbance in your life, may mercy be upon him. Praise the Lord. Because when God becomes annoyed with the situation. <clears throat> he doubles. He doubles whatever punishment you wanted to give to his son, and he gives it back to you. The fire, they said, double, make it seven times. Seven times. But who, who, who was consumed by the fire? Those who were engineering to throw this young man into the fire. Praise the Lord. So I want you to rest assured that our God is in control for as long as we are working with him. He's taking charge of everything. I'm saying walk with him and you will see the goodness of the Lord. Lastly, I'll just mention as I pass, the victories of working with, with him. There are victories in working with God. And those victories, we can see them being demonstrated in the lives of David and Goliath, having no arsenal of repute at all. He confronted the situation. He confronted the situation that was at hand. And God used whatever he had, praise the Lord, to defeat the enemy. In spite of the challenge you are going through, it doesn't matter how enormous it is before you. God 
is going to use whatever you have to erase that challenge from your life. And your life will always be one of one who is celebrating the victory of the Lord because he's there to walk with you. Paul and Silas, Acts 16, 19. Men have been thrown in the prison. God himself stars the earth until there is an earthquake. And these people walk out. Walk out of that place. I mean, they did not walk out, but the, the people saw every chain being broken, the gates being opened. And the man was about to kill himself. The jailer was about to kill himself. Until Paul had to shout and say, do no harm to yourself. Because God had taken charge. I don't know what you are going through in your life. But I just want to say, brother and sister, if you determine to walk with God, it will be well. If you purpose to walk with God, it will be well. For those of us who are listening to us and they don't understand what we are really talking about, and it looks news. I want to say in Romans 3.23 it says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Praise the Lord. It is until you accept to start making a relationship with God and working with Him that you begin to reap the benefits of this work. Praise the Lord. Otherwise, it looks so strange, it looks so different, and it may disturb you, but it's the reality of the day that if you walk with God, it will be well with you. Finally, for God so loved the world that he gave only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ in your life, and I want you to think about it as the pastor comes to close, that it's very possible from this very day, you can make a relationship with God and your life will never be the same again. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's be on our feet as we close. If you are there and you have not given your life to Christ, all eyes closed, all heads bowed, just as the call has been made this afternoon, you want to give your life to Christ. I'd like to lead you also. You are there. You are not yet born again. Until there is a relationship, there cannot be fellowship. You are there. You have not given your life to Christ. It is key. That is the initiation point. Amen. I'd like you to signify there, all eyes closed, all heads bowed. We are shutting down the service and say, man of God, I want to give my life to Christ. Is there anyone in, in the service today? The word has touched you until there is a relationship. There cannot be fellowship. And until there is fellowship, <laughs> might as well forget it. Praise the Lord. You are there. You have not given your life to Christ. This is the hour of decision. The hour of decision. God is calling again. I'm here knocking at the door of your heart. Will you allow me to come in? I want to have a relationship with you so that we can enjoy fellowship. Are you there? You want to give your life to Christ? Can I see your hand? Can I see your hand? Amen. The Lord bless you this week in the name of Jesus. Quite a word today. i like us to be mindful of everything that has been spoken to us by the Lord in this service. God wants to have fellowship with us. He yearns to have fellowship with us. We are created for fellowship. Praise the Lord. And that has been clearly shown to us today like us to take grace, not to take that fellowship for granted. Amen? Now, there is something that the man of God said. He spoke about posterity. He spoke about generations after you and me. That the things we do today has impact, has influence on the things that happen tomorrow. 
Praise the Lord. Now you see in Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter, let's, let's read it, 45 verse 7. And God sent Joseph before his brethren to preserve them a posterity. A posterity. Our fellowship with God influences our posterity. Praise the Lord. My prayer that we shall not miss that point today. So let it drive everything we do. That what I'm doing now has the impact on tomorrow. Can affect my children. Can influence their children. Some of us are suffering the things that our forefathers did. Amen. But they did that of ignorance. Now we know better. I like us to take grace today. Lord, I take grace that I will not walk out of fellowship. I take grace now that I will not walk out of fellowship, no matter what is happening around me. Are you praying? I take grace because I know it has the power to affect my tomorrow and the tomorrow of my children. I take grace today not to mess up tomorrow, not to mess up my posterity. I take grace. Can two walk together except they agree? Lord, I take grace to agree with you, to agree with you. To agree with you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Everyone that looks unto God and walks with God ends up escaping shame and reproach. Psalm 34, verse 5. They looked unto the Lord and they were lightened, and their faces were no longer ashamed. I like us to pray, Father, as we walk with you, as I walk with you, remove every form of shame and reproach in my life. Are you praying? As I walk with you, as I fellowship with you, let every appearance of shame, every appearance of reproach be removed from my life, be removed from my life, be removed from my life today. Be removed from my life. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Father, we thank you for this service. Blessed be your name. Thank you for sending us your word again. That as we walk with you, whatever we look unto you for shall be released unto us. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for your servant, your son that you have used to bless us today. That you will continue to take him deeper into your word, into the knowledge of your word in the days ahead. So that he shall continue to bring your mind to us. In Jesus' precious name. Nay. Can we read 1 Samuel chapter 2 in closing? I'd like to leave you with that word. 1 Samuel chapter 2 is a prophetic word for this week. Praise the Lord. Because as we go out, we shall return with testimonies. We shall return with testimonies. We shall return with testimonies. We shall return with testimonies in the name of Jesus. Verse 6, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 6. <laughs> the Lord killeth, tell your neighbor. <laughs> I didn't write it. And make it alive. He bringeth down to the grave. And he bring it up. I like us to declare, make that declaration. Lord, this week, from every grave that the enemy is trying to push me into, bring me up and bring me out. Whatever grave the enemy is trying to push me and push my generations and push my destiny into, as I walk with you this week, bring me up and bring me out. Bring me up and bring me out. Somebody's praying. Somebody's praying. The Lord bring it down to the grave and bring that all. Bring it up in the name of Jesus. And I pray for you that the Lord that make it poor and make it rich, He will lift you up this week in the name of Jesus. Verse 8 He raised up the poor out of the dust and lifted up the beggar from the dog heel. To set them up among princes. 
to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. Glory is our inheritance. Everyone that walks with God has glory for an inheritance. You will not enter shame again. In the name of Jesus. The glory of God will shine in your life this week. We attract men into the kingdom of God. God will use you and me to bring the harvest this week. No tragedy in our camp. No accident of any kind. Everyone that the enemy is trying to corner, God will deliver you. We bring you out of that situation in the name of Jesus. Go in peace and return with testimonies. So shall it be in Jesus' precious name. Let's share the grace in fellowship, in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. Our bountiful harvest is sure as we commit to tirelessly labor for souls.